this is Chanel. Hi, I'm Stacy. Hey nerds, this is Ashley. And this is Fanfic Fanatics. We're here. And welcome to our One Shot Wednesday. My first one shot, actually. Never read one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So today we have Stacy reading Amartensia by Olivia or Olivia Blake. The Queen. (laughs) Okay, because I've I've I haven't heard of her. So she's amazing. So she's row other um, Draco Hermione fics that are amazing, like Clean and March are two of my favorites. But she's also a published author, and her book Atlas Six is like a bestseller, and wow, it's super good too. Yeah, that's okay. really impressive. Mm-hmm. That is okay. Take it away, Stacy. Okay, so this is called How to Lose Her, and the pairing is Draco and Hermione. It's rated M for mature, or it's rated yeah, it's M for mature for language and sexual references. Okay, step one: work in her office. What do you mean we'll be sharing an office? Granger barked sharply at the retreating ministry aide, not having noticed his arrival. Draco knocked politely on the doorframe. Granger, he said, knowing his bore was usually irritating smirk. Lovely seeing you here, as shrill and unaccommodating as ever. She stiffened, firm in her opposial silence, and in the harsh lighting of the wretched institutional building, he could see the curls coming loose around her face, the dark circles under her eyes. Fuck, Granger, you look like shit, he he commented distastefully. Have you been sleeping here? She glared at him. I will deal with you later, she snapped, before bounding past him, heading directly to Potter's office. No doubt to determine a rearrangement. No such luck. Potter had been the one to put him there. Step two. Be nicer than you used to be. Here, he said gruffly, placing a mug on her desk with a resounding thud. Drink this. What is this? She asked, sniffing it suspiciously. He sighed, settling himself on the desk across the room. It's coffee, Granger, he replied, aiming for indifference. Drink it. She looked momentarily stunned, squinting at him like he was some kind of animal in the wild. Why? She asked, and he threw his hands up in a consummated frustration. You're exhausted, he informed. Your workload is ridiculous, and since you don't seem to trust me with any of it, you might as well continue to stay awake Tragically, wasting away, fine, she cut in curtly, caressingly levitating a series of folders towards him. Here, take these, she said, as though she didn't particularly care either way, if you're so concerned about my workload. I never said I was concerned, he informed her stiffly, but she rolled her eyes, smiling into the mug as she took a sip. Mm, She said, closing her her eyes and leaning back into her chair. Good coffee. He wouldn't know. He didn't drink it. He had made it for her. Step three. Attempting something chivalrous. Fail horribly. Oh, what are these? She asked delightfully. Ron sent flowers. Granger, Draco said gruffly. Could you please? I was so sure she, I was so sure he'd forgotten. She sighed happily, bringing the gardenias to her nose and inhaling the scent. Inhibited jubilance that made him want to vomit. Ugh, I suppose we'll have to rethink the moose sulking I had planned for him tonight. Granger, once again, please do me the great honor of not including me in any details of your adherent love life, he grunted. Oh, hush, she said, swatting him from afar. 
Are you busy this weekend? She added, still fussing over the bouquet. Harry's throwing me a little get-together, and while I would generally assume that we would consider birthday parties to be stupid and utterly beneath you, I do. He sniffled, so plebeian. I thought you might want to come, you know. She added quickly, if you have nothing else planned. He stiffened. I'll think about it, he said, and she smiled at him, running a finger over the smooth petals of her flowers. He looked at the drop card on the floor. It said, Happy birthday, Granger. It's not entirely unpleasant working with you. You've hardly, you hardly ever look homeless anymore. Hope you get everything you wanted, DM. Oh, well, he didn't like what he'd run anyway. So plebeian. Step four. Try again, only better. I'm so glad you could come, she slurred, stumbling a little. Here, he sighed, offering her arm. Hold on, would you? You look like a baby giraffe. You are a giraffe, she accused, squinting at him and instantly knocking into a bush. Whoops, she said, bowing unapologetically into the shrubbery, and Draco threw an arm around her waist, prompting her forward. I had no idea you were such an incredible lightweight, he informed her, nudging nudging her closer as she nearly collided with a planter. You're a fully functioning adult, and yet you're completely incapable of motion after barely three glasses of wine. It's my birthday, she said smugly, shrugging and grinning up at him. True, he conceded. Though shouldn't your boyfriend be doing my job? She made a face. Ronald Weasley, she repeated. Him? He is... She stopped, waving her hand around carelessly. Elsewhere. I would have expected him to be at your party, Draco noted carefully. And she let out a loud, uninhibited groan, turning to face, turning to face him and putting her hands on his shoulders. Draco Malfoy, she said, tapping his nose with a finger, then stopped, frowning in concentration. Malfoy. Meowfoy. <laughs> That's me, I think, he muttered, waiting. Why are you being so nice to me, she asked, narrowing her eyes and considered him. You hate me, she asserted, nodding with certainty, as if she were answering a question in class. I don't hate you, he corrected. Why else would I walk you home? Don't know, she mumbled. Because you're a gentleman? I assure you, he said, inexplicably infuriated by her assessment. I am not a gentleman. She giggled. Okay, she said happily, before slumping in a heap at his feet, curling up on the pavement. He picked her up, sighing, and muttered in her, in her ear, I don't hate you, he told her. I like you. She nuzzled her face into his chest, mewing con contently, and, cradled, and he cradled her in his arms. She was definitely asleep. Step five. Okay, keep trying. All I'm asking, Ron, is for one night of your undivided attention instead of having continually to share you with George, fussing over dumb bombs or whatever it is that you... Dumb bombs, Hermione. You could have at least listened to me when I was telling you about our new products. Dumb bombs, Hermione. Bloody hell, what year do you think that this is? That is not the point, Ron. Drinko could hear through the door that she was starting to cry. He raised a hand to knock, but then stopped, feeling foolish. His parents had never fought. Not openly, anyway. His mother berated his father with cleverly vile, passive aggression. You know, like civilized people. What do you want from me, Moni? I keep telling you that this is important. More important than me? There was a pause, and even Draco knew that there was that was a bad sign. Say something, he thought fiercely. Say something, you dumb twat. Get out, he heard her say coldly. Get out of my office. Fine, we can talk later. No, get out of my office. Don't call me. We're done. Draco drew a sharp breath, 
wondering whether to be sympathetic or elated. The office door opened and Weasley shoved past him, not even bothering to look where he was going. And Draco stepped tentatively inside. She was leaning on her desk, her head bent, pretending to read a file. He, for his part, felt something low in the pit of his stomach, a feeling that he could only assume was indigestion. At her obvious sadness, her sniffles choked back as she put on an elaborate and thoroughly unconvincing show of ambivalence. Sorry about the noise, she said offhandedly, her voice muffled behind her hand. He sighed, walking over to her and wrapping his arms around her. I'm so sorry, Granger, he said, and she conceded to snob. Her tears soaked through his ministry robes. He patted her head. It will be okay, he said awkwardly, and she looked up, something defiant in her gaze. You know what, she said, it will be. You know why. His heart did something murderous in his chest. Why? Because I, she shouted, startling him with her volume, am done with men. Done with them all, she added, briskly shoving him away to turn to her desk and drop herself into her chair. I will just focus on my work, she continued, endlessly sorting through files of paper that he suspected were irrelevant. On my many philanthropic endeavors that I have abandoned in my foolish attempt to be a good girlfriend, which were not even remotely reciprocated. She broke off at that, looking pained, and glanced up at him. Thank you, she informed him. From now on, I'm going to be like you. Cold, she explained, aloof, thoroughly off-putting. Okay, he muttered. Totally closed off from society, she continued. Utterly incapable of meeting human interaction. That's enough, he told her, reaching up a hand to rub his temple in preemptive exhaustion. Step six, abandon previous effort, kiss her. I don't understand what you're so upset about, he said, exasperated and entirely at loss. You've been struggling with this case, so I thought I would. I didn't mean for you to step in and just, just take over, she said waving the parchment in his face. Can you imagine how it felt coming in here this morning and having found out my coworker thinks I needed him to do work for me? She stared down at the legal brief, sputtering at her disbelief. I mean, who would have had stayed over the... I mean, you would have had to stay over this weekend to get it done. He could not, for the life of him, understand what she was angry about. You've had a lot of things on your plate, Granger, he began slowly, testing the waters. And I only thought it would be helpful if I could just... Helpful, she scoffed, since when have you... Oh, for fuck's sake, he yelled, throwing his hands up in the air. Give me that, he added, wrenching the parchment from her hands and tossing it back on the desk. What are you doing, she gasped. Have you totally lost your... He took hold of her face and kissed her, pulling her into him and tried in that moment to tell her all the things he felt to say before. I like you, Granger. I like your face when you're concentrating. I like when I can do things for you. I like when you let me do things for you. I like when you ask me to make coffee because you want it that way I make it. I like when you laugh. I like when you smile. I even like when you cry because it means you might let me hold you. She broke free of him, staring at him. Since when, she demanded, She and he glared at her. Brightest witch of your age, my ass, he grumbled, and her lips quirked up in a smile. Step seven. Go much too fast, much too soon. Here, he managed breathlessly suddenly recalling that he had her against a wall in the storage room of their office, and perhaps now was not the right time to ask. Yes, she said, panting against his mouth, and now. But he protested, but from her lips were on his neck, but then her lips were on his neck, and he shoved her conscious aside and yanked up her skirt, slipping inside her and biting his lips as she moaned his name, pausing momentarily in his utter euphoria to wish like a child, like a fool, that he might never live another day without fucking her. No, not fucking her. Loving her. Fuck, he thought, suddenly rigid with fear. 
Step eight, be an unbearable prat. She was avoiding him. It was unimaginable torture. She came in early, left late. If he stayed for lunch, she went out. If he left, she stayed in. She ran to Potter's office periodically throughout the day, and he was plagued in her absence by the thought of what she might be saying. What was I thinking? How could I be so stupid? How could I have done that with him? And it tore at the core of his being. He thought about showing up at her house, knocking down the door and demanding an explanation. But he didn't. Instead, he was sullen, obnoxious. He didn't blame her for not talking to him. Step nine, do something incomprehensibly petty. I want to transfer, Draco demanded, as soon as possible. What, Potter echoed, staring blankly at him, blankly at him. But you and Hermione have the best case record out of anyone in our legal department. I know, Draco replied, replied testily, but that does not serve to diminish the fact that I want to transfer and I want one now. What happened, Potter asked, and now his voice had an edge of concern to it. Malfoy, if there's something wrong, nothing happened, Draco Roy and Potter blinked. Okay, then, he said, I believe you, I guess. Step 10. Miss her wildly, miss her completely, miss her so much that you can't breathe. Draco lay awake at that night with the memory of her breath in his ear, his perfume on her on his collar, her fingers in his hair. After all this time, he could, still couldn't breathe at the thought of her, couldn't stand to know what kind of dress she was wearing or whether she was lying next to someone else, whether there was a good reason she was gone or if it, or if it just wasn't him, if it was someone else, someone who did things right, someone who knew she wanted. Fuck, he thought, loving her completely and hating every spare inch of himself. Step 11, say nothing at all. Which leaves step 11, Draco said moodily, which is to say nothing at all and to suffer in silence. Silence being optional, I take it, Theo replied. Why didn't you bring this up sooner? Because I'm writing a book, Draco retorted sullenly. How to Lose Her by Draco fucking Malfoy. I'm glad you summarized it so scrutinly, Theo said. But seeing Draco's grim expression, he abandoned the would-be joke inside. We don't talk anymore, Draco offered simply. I miss it. I miss her voice. She's not dead, mate, Dra Theo said, patting his shoulder. It's not over till it's over. But, Draco began, if she really wanted, look, Theo put in, I know you're Malfoy and you're used to having things you want handed to you. But unfortunately, you, along with the rest of us peasants, says the inheritor of the nor of the not fortune, Draco grumbled, are sometimes required to put the pieces in motion, Theo continued. And considering the utter stupidity you have exhibited thus far, Draco opened his mouth to argue. But at Theo's stern glare, he shut it again. Continue, he said tenuously, and Theo nodded. Considering your stupidity, Theo repeated, I think the obvious next step is to apologize. Ugh, fuck me, Draco said pensively, and hope that she'll listen. And, Theo added, maybe it might do some good to ask her what went wrong. What it is, some kind of social experiment you were conducting on me, Draco asked roughly. This sounds like some kind of new age psychological psychological rubbish it's called communication theo corrected and i am here to assure to assert the that it yields success sounds like a trick draco muttered but he decided he had nothing to lose he made his way to granger's flat he passed the hedge she had the drunken altercation with and barely suppressed a fond smile and despite thinking about it for for the entirety of his procession arrived at her stoop with absolutely no concept of what to say 
Her eyes widened as she opened the door, then narrowed as he opened his mouth. Granger, he opened grandly. The, he coughed, still coming up empty. The thing is, but she seemed shaken with nerves and frantic with, frantic with withheld speech. And he cut himself off, peering his brow as he waited. Where have you been? She suddenly burst out, the words erupting from her lips. Um, he began, but he needn't have bothered. I was such an idiot, she told him, wringing her hands. I don't know what came over me, but I was just, I was scared, she confessed. confessed. And he, shocked into silence, merely stared. I realized that what I felt for you ran much deeper than I, than I thought, she admitted. Her eyes cast down sheepishly, and I didn't know what to do, and I had to analyze my every feeling of death, of course. Of course he would be silent, and then shove aside the mad affection that bubbled up in his chest, which was stupid and horrible. And then when I finally realized what an awful twat I was being, he opened his mouth to argue, but figured it was best to let her continue and close it again. You were, tra- you were transferred. I didn't know what to say or do. I was just so nervous that you hadn't felt the same way, and I was an utter fool, Malfoy. But I can't stand it, she said, tearing, tearing at her lip in anxiety. I can't stand another day like this. I can't stand not speak, talking anymore. I miss you. She informed him, her eyes brimming with tears. I was afraid that you didn't want me, and now I'm just afraid I'll lose you, I, and I can't. I can't. She gazed up at him and down. She gazed up at him and down at her, and he realized there was one more step, one more thing to do. Step 12. Say something meaningful and sweep her off her feet. Well, he opened stiffly. For fuck's sake, Granger, you could have just said so. Or not. She smiled tearfully at him. Is that all? No, it's not all, he said. He sniffled indignant. Indignant. No, it's not all. He sniffled indignantly. I love you, Granger. Her eyes widened. Don't make a scene, he warned. She shook her head. Oh, Draco, she sighed. Well, Theo said, that's incredibly sad news. I know, Draco agreed. I really thought I had an excellent product on my hands. It truly is unfortunate that how to lose her is going to be such a colossal commercial failure, Theo laminated. Particularly one once they see how unsuccessful the author was in his endeavors. I know, Draco said. Truly, it stings. It should determine... Theo determined, straightening his tie and patting Draco on the shoulder. Ready then? Yes, Draco said, then stopped. Of course, I could just change the title, he postulated, don't you think? How to marry her, Theo said and grinned. Sounds like a bestseller. They looked at each other. Nah, Draco said. It would literally never work twice, Theo argued, erupting laughter. Can you imagine? I cannot, Draco replied dryly, waiting impatiently for him to collect himself. Okay, Theo said, wiping his eyes. Right then, let's go. And that's the end, guys. I hope you, uh, that's my first time ever reading an entire uh, fic in one setting, so. I thought it was good. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, that was really good. It was a good uh, fanfic, or one shot. Yeah. Yes, that was really good. I thought it was really good. Yes. Had, had you ever read that before, Stacey? I can't remember a piece of that. No, so I hadn't. I have had this, like, um, saved on my tbr list forever but it's just like so many short stories i hadn't even thought to open it yet and i just randomly came across that title and really liked it mm-hmm. i thought it was yeah really good i liked that theo was in it yeah um and um like was you know his best friend that he's like bouncing ideas off of you know usually it's like it's blaze yeah sometimes it's theo so it was it was good to to see theo in there and kind of kind of like yeah. his friend and and uh, Ron made an appearance. I know, I was, I <laughs> you guys Ron are right, though. Appeared. It's like 
It's not a good appearance. I was like, like, yeah, no, there was. He's there an was, idiot. Like, yeah, I, there was Ron bashing in there. That was for you, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, make sure. Um, but no, I liked it. Yeah. It kind of made me think of, uh, how to lose a guy in 10 days. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's the kind of vibe I was getting from that it. was, um, but I also liked, um, obviously there was like that influence from, um, one of the songs that I like, um, mm-hmm. that Charlie Puth mm-hmm. song, like we don't talk anymore. Oh yeah. I meant to mention that in the beginning. So this short story, um, someone suggest it was like a prompt from a person to this author to write a short story based on We Don't Talk Anymore by Charlie Puth and Selena Gomez. Yes. I love that. I love that this was prompted from a song. Yeah, actually, never heard of that before. Oh, really? I guess I haven't. Yeah. Yeah. I also love those, like, little work romance. and You gotta love a good work romance. I love it. I love it. Yes, that was really good. And, um, yeah, and then obviously they were just so oblivious. Or she, at least Hermione was oblivious. Sorry, that's what I should say. Mm-hmm. Where he's, like, getting her coffee and then yeah. sending her flowers. <laughs> I mean, that note was so sweet, too. It was so hard not to make comments when you were reading this, I by know. the way. I'm just trying to be quiet as you are reading it. But I was, like, wanted to say so much. Like, the card was perfect for I Draco. Know. And, like, I mean, she had a boyfriend, obviously. So it's, like, you know. Yeah. Get, can't cross the line. But it's, like. He's doing all this stuff for you. Come on, and you're getting treated like crap by Ron. Right. I do love that, and this is like short as the one shot. That in this one shot, I think it sums up perfectly, though, in my opinion, the issue with Ron and Hermione being together. Yes. Yes. Is that which is why it wouldn't work and slash doesn't work. Yes. You see that in the cursed child, like it doesn't Mm -hmm. work. Like there, there's like. And I, I, I do like Ron, despite, <laughs> for the most part, I do. And I obviously love Hermione. But, like, them together as a couple just never worked for me. Mm-hmm. They just, they don't, like, bring out better qualities they in each other's. Or in each other. It's- I mean, even as, like, friends, they're, like, like, it kind of is, which, which you see in the in the, in the books. In the books. Yeah, they like, just, like, even in the They need Harry to kind of, like, step Balance in. it out. Yes. Because it's which- pretty toxic a little bit sometimes um which is why i mean if we're just gonna go off of like straight canon straight books Mm -hmm. i truly think harry and hermione should be yes yes if that is what we're gonna really do yeah yeah that's they like they're way more compatible but i'm here to say that there are so many fans but there's so much better than the original books that like well yes yeah but if but but yeah they're you know there is always a possibility that Drake is <laughs> the bad boy. <laughs> I just love I love a Draco who's like kind of like unsure of himself and like having to ask his friends like for their opinion. Yes. He was just like, go talk to her right. idiot. Yeah. Because, you know, obviously we know the dynamic between, you know, Harry Ron and Hermione, but it's like, mm-hmm. you know, the whole like, you know, silver trio or whatever the heck you want to do. It's like I had not heard games. that comp like I know oh, that we know? talked about it. Uh, last episode, the Silver Trio, and I love that term, but I don't know if I've ever heard that term before. Oh, really? Oh, really? Because yeah. it's always like the Golden Trio, which is Harry, Ron, Hermione. Yeah. And so then the Silver Trio is um, it's either like Blaze, Pansy, and Draco, or you can like substitute like Theo and yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. I love it. Here for it. Um, or uh, they called it what? And um, the other fic uh, um, was the Snake's Night or <laughs> Snake the Snake Night. I was like, I'm here for That's it. Hilarious. That was fun I too. Loved that. <laughs> Snake's Night. Um, um, I would love to read more of her stuff though, because just this short yes. little thing, and yeah. I was hooked with the characters. Like, let me just yes. throw out though, if you want to read like a good, decent size fic, her like Clean and Mark series is just like 
Perfect. Amazing. Just perfection. Yeah, I love it. Nice. Well, yeah, so, yeah. that was great. Well, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely um, link her fic in our, um, in our social medias and, yeah, at Fanfic Fanatic Pod at, on Instagram and then Fanfic Fanatics on Twitter and TikTok. So thank you guys. Yeah. yeah thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye.